By now, you've all heard of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, the latest book published by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. It's more than just another wine book. The fully updated second edition was inspired by students of the Vinitali International Academy and painstakingly reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. The benchmark producer's feature is a particularly important aspect of this revised edition. The selection makes it easier for our readers to get their hands on a bottle bottle of wine that truly represents a particular grape or region. To pick up a copy, just head to amazon.com or visit us at mamajumboshrimp.com. Italian Wine Podcast, a Wine to Wine Business Forum 2021 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions highlighting the key themes and ideas from the two-day event held on October the 18th and 19th. 2021. This hybrid edition of the Business Forum was jam-packed with the most informed speakers discussing some of the hottest topics in the wine industry today. For more information, please visit winetowine.net and tune in every Thursday at 2pm Central European Time for more episodes recorded during this latest edition of Wine to Wine Business Forum. So thank you so much for being here. Belarusians, very happy that you would like to know some details about our country and specifics. And uh, let me introduce our speaker for today, uh, Maria Zelizniak. Uh, Maria uh, is a wine expert for the biggest retail uh, retailer in Belarus, as well as she's consultant, uh, which name is Eurotor. As well, she's a consultant for a new wine and spirits chain that's called Seven Friday. And moreover, she's a distributor of uh, boutique winery products to the Russian Horeca. So let me introduce my moderator, uh, Veronica Busil. She's born in Belarus, but uh, for the time being, she's living in Portugal. And uh, uh, she's working as a marketer for the uh, Wine Travel Awards. So... Uh, so uh, we will start with a, a market overview, and uh, I hope you will understand why this market is very particular and why it's called the dark market. Just a few words about the country. Uh, so we are not the big one. Uh, current population is about 10 million. Uh, Minsk is a capital, and also we have a five regional city. Regarding the economical situation, it's not the stable one. There are several reasons for that. Uh, the, firstly, uh, we quite severely depend from Russia, and that depends, dependence increased since last uh, political crisis. Also, um, not stable currency, a decreasing household income, negative uh, forecast from standard poor's, and immigration for sure had an impact. As for political situation you might heard of, uh, it doesn't seem to be soon resolved uh, because uh, the unbelievable level of uh, violence and uh, repressions our country faced during last year resulted in a total destruction of our lost system and left a huge trauma, I think, even for the next generation. For the time being, there are 800 
person who are officially recognized as a political prisoner and um, almost NGO are closed during this year and as well as independent media and some journalists are present as well, unfortunately. But um, let's have a conversation about the wines. Uh, just a few figures in order to give you an idea about the capacity and the category shares. As you could see, we are mainly beer and spirit markets traditionally. So uh, local wines generated the main volume, while imported, it seems to be faster growing than domestic ones. When we are talking about split by the countries, we have to say that Italian wines is on the first place just after the historical key region for our country as Moldova and Georgia, with incredible growth up to 60% during five last years. So you could see that Belarusian, Belarusian Kansama are in love with uh, Italian wines and that approved by the figures. So, uh, by the price bands, uh, almost all categories, excluding entry level, are imported ones. And um, as it happens in all markets which faced some difficulties, some difficult time, premium and ultra premium category is growing up, while uh, local while, uh, low price segment is also uh, growing. And from the import price, uh, of, uh, from the um, imports, uh, point of view become more and more visible. Uh, by the color division, uh, red wines is prevailing quite traditionally, while rosé remaining in the niche category uh, is growing really fast in the percentage and uh, have a prospect of uh, further growth, sparkling. So his as well, uh, Local wines generated the main volume, but Italian wines is on the first place among all other importers' company countries uh, with uh, share about 30%. So there are all possibilities to conquer the market. Legislation restrictions and the rules, as you could see, it's not an easy task. So first of all, our country is strictly regulated through the quotas and for the time being it is about 40 companies who have a special license from the government but only 12 of them are working on the imports only focused on imports only mainly and the last uh, mainly the companies with uh, government share or government company and uh, Quite often, they are not really involved in this import business, but they are able to give a possibility for those who are wanted to have quotas but not able to receive them, to give a possibility to work through them. So, uh, so we receive a so-called secondary market for quotas or such called technical quotas. Quite complicated system. Excise them. It also strictly regulated and with a difficult accounting and besides it is very really short terms of validity which could bring for another difficulties certification rules first of all the all documents from european country as well as from the north uh, america for example are not recognized by our authorities so we have to do it again then sediments is forbidden even if it's noble one so such we receive the situation when to bring um the aged wines uh like specific or brilliant HY to our market is unsolvable problem. That's why pet nut as a category forbidden as well. Also, 
Kant's uh, wines are not allowed, not because of the sediment reason, but just uh, because it suggested not the healthy, not the healthy enough for our domestic consumer. So labels restrictions, what could be there? Uh, images of people or animals on the bottle are not allowed until it is a part of registered trademarks. So once you deliver some nice wine with huge Hitchcock on the label, just be prepared that you have to uh, deliver an official letter that uh, this Hitchcock is a part of your trademark since uh, 15th century. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to answer into about dark market, uh, just a small commentary, like... Uh, the thing is that all analytics, it's strictly hidden. It's just in between companies. That's why it's very important to meet real experts and please ask us more questions in a discussion time. And I would like to say that samples, to send the samples, it's also forbidden until you have a signet contract and specification. So once you go through all this long part of negotiation, you're only then able to send the samples and you could understand that then the, the, the seller could uh, realize that uh, they don't want this wine, unfortunately. So let's go in further for the uh, and let's particular looking for the level of representation in the of Italian region. So as is established almost in all East European country, uh, the preference of consumer is following this Piemont, Veneta, Tuscany, Apulia, and Sicily. Then we have a list of uh, regions which are not sufficiently represented, and some of them are not presented at all. So as you, it's plain to see, uh, there are some regions with advantage of novelty and actually opportunities for us. I would like to focus your attention on some particular appellations, which from my personal point of view could be interesting and suitable for our consumer. For sure, sweet wines remain the very niche category, while sparkling is growing, and we will discuss it later, and still wines um, really have a space in the markets to be, to be there. Yeah, uh, so this is the most important part of the presentation. It's about how distribution works. So please, Mary. Talking about the splitting between Horeca and retail, we will start from the Horeca channel. About 50% of wines above 6 euro are distributed through the Horeca channel and sales through the Horeca channel, sorry, sales. And it is already considered as a middle segment for our markets. So strong position of cocktail bars. As we are mainly spirit company, it's not so difficult to find the followers uh, for the cocktail based on it. And um, besides main Spirits Company, International Spirits Company, uh, working really uh, successfully with our Barman Society in order to promote the culture. Democratic wine bars are trendy. It's become more and more desired to spend the time with a glass of wine. And some trendy bars are capable to generate the volume comparable with really good average retail account. Besides, it is a key place to spread and notes about the new style or new wine region. So, sommelier position is rare at our market, even for the top places. Unfortunately, um, restaurant owners are not ready to understand that sommelier position as important as chef. 
Besides, we have no domestic schools for sommelier and uh, education abroad is not always affordable for everyone. So thus, to provide a tasting, uh, to lead uh, workshops is really important for the domestic uh, wine society and could be a really good tool to, to, to work through. Sparkling, rosé, bio, virgin and amber wines become more and more fashionable and uh, creating a huge interest from the consumer, they remain still a very niche category. Closures due to COVID and political reason. So first of all, there were no quarantine at all in our country. Thus, it was no support from the government side. But bars and restaurants were empty because of the social distance measures were implemented voluntarily by people themselves. And it was like difficult time for them. Besides, last autumn, almost all key Horeca accounts decided to take a part in um, general strike against the violence. They were closed only for one day, but then almost all participants were closed because of um, manufactured drones. Some of them were able to make a reopening within a few months. Some of them, even fashion, trendy, or on historical value, were closed forever. That's their real situation. So, specialized shops mainly belong to the distributors and almost always they are focused on their own portfolio. So, for those distributors who doesn't have their uh, anotech or wine boutique, it's quite easy but difficult task to find a way on the shelf. Um, growth of competence among cavists, unlike restaurant owner, big companies, big distribution companies already understand that it is quite important to educate uh, cavists. So each company has their own coach and we have no competitions for the sommelier, but we have such an event, such an event for the cavist. Thus, to implement special program for the cavists is really a workable scheme for promotion at our market. Going further, new specialized chain focused on middle and middle minor segment. It is a new direction at our market. Uh, the price position lies in between standard retail and uh, wines boutique, and that gives an opportunity for the final consumer to meet their needs from the price point of view. Besides, it gives to the producer, to the seller, to present the category of the wines which were not suitable for the standard retail before. And when we are talking about retail, since a few years, retailers start to receive their own quotas. And that changed the market significantly uh, because um, in entry-level category, I mean. Are you enjoying this podcast? There's so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. Retailer 
receive a possibility to create their own unique shelf with unique assortment. And from another side, uh, the distributor who were focused on entry level, uh, entry level segment, now they face the huge difficulties. But for the producer and for the seller, it is a new client and it is a new opportunity of communication. Price-sensitive consumer it is really clear because, because of the economical reason I mentioned above. Uh, the only channel to create a volume, uh, because once you meet your needs, especially from the price point of view, the volume could uh, grow significantly. And sometimes we face a situation when uh, the supplier is not able to cover the needs. And once he solves this issue, the quarters would be spent in another direction. Thus, potentially... Um, interesting brands would disappear actually from the market. About 80% of wines distributed through the retail are below 2 euro. It is another point of limitation um, and uh, because, you know, not all regions have uh, wines in a such price category. Yeah, and uh, Maria, very often Belarusians are compared with Russians, with Ukrainians. What are the specifics of consumers in Belarus? Uh, I would say that it's quite um, European consumers, and we will dis- I will try to describe it shortly in the um, topic of fashion and main tendencies. Uh, actually, like everywhere, bio-organic, biodynamic wines uh, become uh, more and more trendy. Uh, followers are mostly the consumer from the generation Z and Y. And um, new searchers who are always looking for something new, but as I told, it is still really niche category, then bright, unusual, easy-to-remember labels. Uh, consumers are buying with the eyes, especially unexperienced ones. So taking in mind all restrictions about the labels in our country, I could say that such a eye-catchable labels uh, are not really often because of that regulation, but almost always successful. Then Growing interest for all sparkling category, for sure. Um, able, as we saw from the figures, the sparkling is growing as everywhere. And Lambrusco in entry level segment, sweet Lambrusco, it is a point to switch the young consumer from the beer. Uh, dry Lambrusco presented almost in all key Horica accounts. Prosecco is growing everywhere, including Eurozone category as well as Cartizia and Valdobbiadene. Franciacorta is not presented sufficiently and Trento is not presented at all. But one, once it will arise, I, I think it will find uh, the way to the heart of the consumer. Uh, so, uh, and growing interest for unknown region. Actually, part of consumer already understood that Italian wines may give an experience of fascinating journey and uh, novelty often gets rapidly popular. So some distinctive features from neighboring markets following your question. Uh, we have quotas limitation and for sure these restrictions is influenced strongly at our market. Thus we have a lack in trends about two, three year compared to our neighboring markets. But t- 
it is somehow an advantage as well because we are able to see houses of that direction are growing and spilling uh, in the nearest area. Small community of wine enthusiasts, really small, and they have a deal with a difficult um, um, topic of market development. So any help from the um, seller sites, from the producer sites, would be a key element of the market uh, strategy to, to, to go to, to come to the market. Uh, less technical possibilities to spread the information, and that probably we could discuss right now marketing and main promotional channel. Advertising is forbidden. Outdoor advertising is forbidden, unfortunately, as well. So we have only two magazines who are allowed to print a photo of the bottles and also to make descriptions of the wine. Uh, in that situation, social networks and influencer and blogger start to play a main role for sure and to find a proper influencer who will be capable to bring your idea or values in the best or in the right, correct way, it is really sensitive and important question because it not always happened like this, unfortunately. So, um, we hope that uh, Belarus, Russian, uh Association of Sommelier and uh, Cavist, which is not fully molded yet, will take a proper role uh, in the market uh, development. I think we are moving, right? Yeah, we're yeah. Going, uh, further. And tasting and dinner as a main way for promotion, it is uh, to meet a final consumer, it is the most efficient tool in each market. In our case, it's uh, start to play really important role. So to find a good promoter which is capable to organize such an event in the best way, it's really a must. That's why it's placed in both ATL and BTL. So regarding the BTL, no possibility to organize a cross cross promo while cultural or sport event. Unfortunately, you are not able to be a part of uh, opera nights or cinema nights. You are not able to present your sparkling during the horse racing because all activities should be let only in place which have an alcohol license. Another one restrictions. So, uh, and special price activities. To show the percentage of discount, it is forbidden. Uh, to underline some promo items using color highlighting, it is forbidden as well. Uh, but being restricted from all sides, uh, marketer creates a great idea to highlight such an items with warning tags. And, uh, okay, it is, I think, really brilliant idea. Uh, wine festivals, um, neck hangers, uh, leaflets are also common using tools. Yeah, and as Maria told at the beginning, uh, 2020 was a crazy year for Belarus, while all the world suffered from pandemia, Belarus suffered double. So, but anyway, we think there are positive things that might happen in the next years, right? Yes, I think that we still have a perspective of market development. First of all, there are possibility of unification in legislation with Russia and Kazakhstan market. It is a long time of negotiation about this, and once it will happen, it may significantly simplify the entrance to the market, as well as all certification procedure and log logistic question. 
abolition of the quotas. It is a gold dream of all importers that once the institute of quotas will be removed and those producers who will be able to enter to the market before, uh, they will have an advantage for sure. Um, small society brings the quick spread of information. That means that if you will find a golden key to the heart of just a few wine influencer or wine specialists, be sure that very soon all involved in that sphere audience will have an idea about your wines for sure. Uh, also, the market the difficult, but the market is empty. There are huge quantity of not sufficient, sufficiently represented regions. There is no tough competitions, and thus uh, those, those brave ones who dare to start to start conquering the market will be for sure rewarded. As for political situation, we are sure that it might not last forever. And once the situation has changed, it will be a really perfect opportunities of really significant growth of the market because the market by themselves is able to, to grow in further and grow in fast. So actually that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'm thank you very much for being with us today. I would love to answer your question if uh, there are some. So, how big sorry, is a successful imported wine brand in Belarus today? Do you have any idea of the volumes of one brand? It's comparable, for sure. Uh, it is a different figures in the spirits and wine category. For sure. Uh, when we are talking about uh, the figures, particular figures, it, is, it is, could be about 40,000 hectoliters, for example, per one brand. Uh, so, to repeat the question, uh, how many bottles um, would you have seen in Belarus for a successful brand um, up until now of wine, not, not spirits? Yeah, when we are talking about the wine, it is about 40,000 hectoliters, like just average um, amount for quite successful brand because of the limitation of the quota as well. Because sometimes we have uh, like the, the quotas is fixed and uh, the brand could do more and more turnover, but uh, because of these restrictions, uh, they limit ice and uh, you have to spread your quotas in between uh, several directions. For example, you are not able to place all your quotas on one brand. Otherwise, all other will disappear. So even if you want to promote some successful brand further, you have to think that, okay, you have to yeah, place some, some space for another players. Any other question? Um, I have a question regarding certification. Is it a bit similar like in Russia or more complicated? Um, you know, I'm not so... Uh, I, I don't have precise information regards uh, to the procedure of certification on Russian market. But as far as I know, it's more difficult because uh, all new delivery have to go through 
certification procedure. As far as I know, in Russian market, you can just make it once per year, for example, or if vintage is changed. Also, there are several restrictions, as I mentioned, with the labels, with the sediments, uh, and yeah, I think it's a little bit more complicated. Hello. And then if I give you my email address, would you be able to email me later the name of the 12 importers <laughs> in Belarus? <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm so straightforward, but thank you. Okay. Just the name then. <laughs> Actually, I'm also importer. So in case you are interested in, we could discuss it further later on. And as Maria mentioned, there is technical quotas, and uh, it's more important to be expert in this market. You will find the way to get them. You said the price is generally under two euros ex sellers for uh, selling in volume in um, Belarus. For the big successful brands, are you guessing at a price of 150, 180? Do you know the sort of price that? Um, is the target for a successful brand in um, Belarus in volume? Uh, it is a price. Uh, uh, actually, as I mentioned, uh, the, it is mainly for, for retail because there uh, the almost all volume is created uh, with uh, wines under or about 2 euro. And okay, 150, 180, it's absolutely a suitable price, but uh, its main brand, uh, world's main brand, is like propose that kind of uh, price category. For sure, we have a price about one euro or even below in case of Spain category or in, when we're talking about Moldovan wines. Uh, but mostly it is about two euro, but not uh, uh, often over them. Thank you. Any other question? Uh, hi. <laughs> Considering all the taxes and excises, more or less, how much is the multiplied the price, uh, Xbox price, uh, uh, becoming a retail price in, uh, in your market? It depends uh, on uh, if you use uh, technical quotas or your own, for sure, because for technical quotas you have to pay additionally. Uh, also, it depends on the volume, because uh, uh, when you ask for the quotas, you have to pay for each custom quote, and in case it is like minor quantity, the the, the pressure become uh, bigger and if it is like a truck with one uh, custom quote, it's easier, but usually it's multiplied twice time. And the e-commerce is, is forbidden, I guess, right? E-commerce is forbidden at all. So we are quite uh, successful in e-commerce when we are talking about the food. But unfortunately, wines is forbidden as a category for e-commerce. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.